And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. Coming up now is the latest edition of the Election Crimes Bulletin, which I co-host with Greg Pallast. Stay tuned. Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat. Uh, but uh, we have it so well under control. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. Well, uh, I think treatment in many ways might be more exciting. You know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work. But they get better. Well, welcome to uh, another edition of the Election Crimes Bulletin. I'm Dennis Bernstein, joined weekly by Greg Pallast. We're going to let you let him tell you about his new book. But Greg, I have to start off this way. Um, mm-hmm. Just watch Trump's Daily Madness. And he was he was like really patting himself on the back for getting that that governor of Georgia elected. He and 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 he was saying and we took them all on. He had Obama. He had everybody on the Democratic Party and we still kicked his butt. Didn't they? He won. Did he uh, win? Yeah, we're talking about uh- well, if, if you if you counted all the votes, including vote, votes of people of color, and let them vote, then no, Brian Kemp uh, of Georgia did not win. As Stacey Abrams, his opponent, the first African-American woman ever to run for governor in America, said, I won. I just won't be inaugurated because of Jim Crow tactics. And she was citing the figures, which, by the way, it does get to my book, how Trump stole 2020, and I go back into, into that race in 18 with Brian Kemp. Kemp is important because now he is a, he is a one-man coronavirus hotspot. Uh, Brian Kemp of Georgia has announced that basically he's opening the states, the, the state. He's going to ha- allow, and starting with, um, with the essential services, tattoo parlors, massage parlors, Barber shops. These are the first operations opening. Not the schools, by the way. They're going to hold off it, but, you know, it's Georgia that no one noticed. Um, but the um, I've been covering, investigating this guy, Brian Kemp, since for about seven years now, uh, beginning for uh, Rolling Stone and Al Jazeera. And, um, you know, this is the problem of an unelected government. It's just like Bush. George Bush was able to take us into Iraq because he's an unelected president and didn't feel like he had to be judged by the voters. Same with Kemp. He does not have to be judged yes. by the voters as long as he can remove, as he did, a half million voters illegally from the voter rolls. So he's what he has to do is activate Trump's base. If he can keep black voters away from the, from the polling stations in Georgia and he can get out those Trump supporters. I was at, by the way, at a Trump rally in Georgia with Mr. Kemp. And uh, frightening stuff, but, you know, it's like uh, they do bring them out. I mean, so they whip them up. So they're saying, okay, go out and, um, and, uh, and you know, spread your virus. By the way, oh, well, I should is- say, let me just say that Trump, in Trump style, cut, cut, uh, cut him loose today a little bit. 
He said because it is so insane that he was going for the uh, m- the massage parlors and the tattoo parlors that Trump, you know, he just let it hang out, let the old boys get all riled up and say, well, maybe I'm not saying I support him over there. Maybe it's well, not a good idea to go on. Well, he's all right. On. You know, ba- basically, what, so what's happening is is that uh, uh, guys like Kemp are trying to out Trump, Trump. So they're, exactly. you know, they're trying to figure out his. La- Basically, they're trying to run state governments based on the latest tweet from Agent Orange, and this is a big problem when you don't rely. Again, it goes back to really goes back to elections. If you, if you steal your office, you're not responsible to the voters. You're responsible for your co-conspirators, the thieves like, like Donald Trump. Okay, now. Uh, but it's 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 a huge problem for Georgia, obviously. Uh, but um, you know, and this happening nationwide. But you know, uh, it, this has always been a problem. Uh, in you know, we still have a Jim Crow issue. And I wanted to bring up, if you don't mind, uh, another governor of Georgia, who's also um, probably threatened more votes than Brian Kemp, and his name is uh, Jimmy Carter. I, he's 90 years old, but he still calls himself Jimmy, which is a problem for me to begin with. But here's, here's the real issue. The reason I bring up Carter is today he endorsed Trump's statement that mail-in voting, and this, he says, and this is a quote from Jimmy Carter, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential vote fraud, which is Trump's line. Now, by the way, uh, Jimmy, um, what is a potential fraud? I mean, I'm, I'm like a potential major basketball player. I'm surprised I'm not going to be picked up by the Warriors in the draft. But that's my potential. But actually, in fact, I'm just a, a guy with a hat and a journalist. So what is potential fraud? Let me just break this down so we get this correct. Because between uh, Jimmy Carter and, and uh, Donald Trump, here's a fact. Let's try to slip in a fact be- in between these two fantasy statements. Okay. The problem of the possible fraud that's committed with an absentee mail-in ballot is that someone takes your ballot, uh, votes it, and signs it for you and sends it in. Okay, that's called voter impersonation, and it can also happen the voter roll in, in person. There have been, according to Dr. Lorraine Menditti, the number one uh, vote fraud expert in the United States at Rutgers, she says, uh, I did a calculation based on the number of people uh, who she found committed voter impersonation 12 over a dozen year period. Now, if you do the math, uh, in my book, I note that there are five, you're 540% more likely to get killed by a lightning strike than impersonate <laughs> another voter. So, it's much, you know, that's how <laughs> crazy rare it is. But we got Jimmy Carter endorsing the Trump statement. This is dangerous. You have to understand. And by the way, it's also why I tend to, I've called Jimmy Carter the dangerous Christian. He's also the guy that when I say he's done more to suppress votes than even Trump, Jimmy Carter is the linchpin. He, of endor- he was the guy who endorsed moving to photo ID as a requirement to vote. That came from Jimmy Carter, who was co-chair of the Bush Commission on Voting. This, you know, it was, you know, it's, it's a horrible racist tactic in case you wonder how damaging. Photo voter ID requirements cost 646,671 votes in 2016. And unquestionably, it was the reason why Hillary Clinton was the official loser in Wisconsin, because you had 182,000 University of Wisconsin students, Dennis, 
They have state photo ID, but the law is written in such a way that the state photo ID issued to students cannot be used for voting, though your concealed carry gun permit photo ID can be used for voting. So basically they knocked out the student voters of Madison. They knocked out the black voters of Milwaukee in 2016 who don't have driver's licenses. Believe it or not, people who don't have driver's licenses tend to be people without cars, which means lower income people, urban people, Democrats. This is how they steal elections, but it can only, the Republicans can only come up with these cockamamie, crazy obstacles to voting when you have people like Jimmy Carter endorsing their Jim Crow programs. This is let, a me big just, let me just uh, ask you a question, Greg. I understood, I mean, Trump himself is hell-bent against... Uh, mail-in ballots, right? Didn't he say, even yes. though he mailed in his own ballot? That's correct. Nevertheless, <laughs> he, he, he did say. So, but Carter is pro and Trump is... No, no, Carter is against, also says that he agrees with Trump. Carter is saying that Trump is correct, that absentee ballots are the source of major vote fraud. So we have to be careful, okay. you know, which is crazy. In other words, he's right. endorsing Trump just like he endorsed the Bush... Uh, James Baker plan for uh, photo voter IDs. These are this, so this is devastating. Now we have talked on on in the election crimes bulletin on flashpoints. You and I at length about the dangers of mail-in voting. We have to fix a broken system. But my God, Dennis, unless you're Brian Kemp, you should know that if you don't mail in your vote, you can die. Okay. And this is a big, this is not a small thing. Dr. Fauci has already said he doesn't think that we will be in a position to have massive uh, increasing voting by November. We're going to have to mail in those ballots. So what I've been warning about is the system which makes it horrible to mail in a ballot. And that goes, for example, with the ID law. Several states, for example, and Wisconsin, the swing state, is one of them, requires new voters to mail in a photocopy of their ID. Now, if you're a student in Wisconsin, you mail in your, your student ID from the university, you don't realize your vote's going to be thrown in the garbage. So we got to get rid of these things like having to mail in your ID with your ballot. But we cannot make progress on this if we have... Supposed Democrats like Jimmy Carter or supposed civil rights protectors like Jimmy Carter who endorsed Jim Crow tactics um, thrown up by Brian Kemp and, uh, and Donald Trump. It's very, very dangerous. We're, we're, this is an issue we've talked about before. Where's the Democratic Party on standing up against these Jim Crow voter tactics? And unfortunately, you, um, you know, it's if among the white politicians of Georgia, Democrat or Republican, you've got a big problem. Greg, let me jump in here because uh, we're running okay. out of time. You, you sure. call your book How Trump Stole 2020. That yeah. sort of feels like uh, a bit defeatist. Um, <laughs> it sounds a little hopeless. I mean, you're saying, I think you say in the uh, first one word chapter, uh, Trump won. Or yeah, well, here's, or yeah, well, let's put it this way. Uh, the, the, the opening chapter, uh, chapter one, the entire chapter is, and it's called The End, is Trump stole, uh, was reelected president in November 2018, two years before a single vote was cast. And I begin with the story of how they stole the election in Georgia, then took that method of removing voters, and uh, they're marching it across the country to Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, etc. Now, the thing is, that what we can do, though, is if we read the book, if we 
if we understand the material, we can steal it back. We can take back our election. It's not too late. They've wiped out 17 million voters off the voter rolls. They rejected 17 million registration. I just told you two-thirds of a million people are going to lose their vote from I, uh, because of the ID laws. Here's what we do. We can fight back. We can take care of our own votes. We can change the system, and we can work like hell. And by the way, just because you can't win with 51% of the vote, you need 55% is our, rough, is our calculation. It's a pretty accurate one. They can't steal all the votes all the time. Believe me, they can't. And Georgia will be in play no matter what right. Brian Kemp does. No matter how many of his voters he kills, it's going to be in play. And they just tried. They tried to steal it in, in Wisconsin, and they couldn't, they did. which is hopeful. And very. People, I mean, it was horrible because people literally, it was like capital punishment for voting. We already have seven reported <laughs> cases of voters and one uh, poll worker with the virus because really? of the voting. Yep. And it's, it's obviously going to rise. This is tragic, deadly, horrendous. But people said, we'll take a chance on the virus rather than have them take away our vote. And boy, is that inspiring. And that led to victory in Wisconsin. And that's very important. It's not a victory of Democrat or Republican. It's a victory of the voters. And that's what I'm seeing happening in Georgia. People are rising up right now in Georgia, and they're, and they're sickened in two ways by Brian Kemp's, uh, the governor's decision to open up the, the tattoo parlors. They're getting physically sick, but even Republicans are getting emotionally sick with this type of, of behavior, endangering the public, endangering our votes. Look, there's just not enough white guys to elect Donald Trump. We can, it's not despairing how Trump... Uh, stole 2020, which, by the way, it won't release until June, but you can get it now. And uh, what I'm telling you is it's not despair. It's a warning. It's a final warning. We can change it. We can reverse it. But we got to know how they're stealing it before we can bust, you know, before we can cuff the thieves and read them their rights. All right. All right. We're going to leave it right there. But people can check everything out at greatpalace.com, including uh, this election crimes bulletin, which I think you're going to post, uh, you bet at some point. Uh, so Every they day, can check out time. the bulletin, study it, uh, all the incredible array of important information up at gregpalace.com. Greg, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Great work, Dennis. Thank you. Bye. That wraps it up for another edition of Flashpoints. Our executive producer is Dennis Bernstein. Our roving producer and producer of Flashpoints in Espanol is Miguel Gavilan Molina. Our technical director is Mike Biggs. For more information about the show, to listen to or download archived episodes, log on to flashpoints.net or visit our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash flashpoints. For questions or comments about Flashpoints, you can contact Dennis at DennisJBernstein at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.